Thank you for joining us for another episode of Exposing Scientology, where we reveal what really goes on inside this business masquerading as a church. Lily, hi. Hi, honey. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. Thank you. How are you, my love? I'm excellent. Okay, so we have a special guest with us today. Hello, Rachel Hastings. Hello. (laughs) Hi, Rachel. Hi. Okay, so just to give you a little background, Rachel is a former Sea Org member who uh, joined the Sea Org in 2004 and escaped the Sea Org in 2020. And during the time that she was in the Sea Org, she primarily was uh, working on making videos and films for Scientology. Uh, She was recruited into the Sea Org because she had attended film school. She was a a professional and gold and what now is the Scientology Media Productions used to have a program, and maybe they still do, uh, called the Pro Recruitment Program, where people who had uh, experience in the audiovisual industry were specifically targeted and brought into the Sea Org, sometimes even with uh, waived requirements for Sea Org membership. Uh, But Rachel um, became um, a favorite in the video production area because she was very good. And in fact, she became a favorite of not only uh, the one and only David Miscavige, but we want to talk to her today about uh, her experience with covering up of crimes. And she has a very specific uh, incident that she got uh, exposed to. And um, I also want to say at the outset that everything that Rachel is going to talk to us about today has already been reported to law enforcement. In fact, Rachel reached out to me, I guess it was in 2020, huh? Like shortly after you had escaped. And uh, she very immediately went to law enforcement to report about everything that she knew. And um, I don't want anybody to think that this is just someone that's popped up now and never did or said anything. Rachel was one of those people that went straight to straight to where she should have gone. First of all, Rachel, this is what I want to know. What is the sales pitch from somebody who is accomplished to go from a civilian life to, Hey, join the Sea Org where you're going to live like crap. You're going to make no money and this will be your whole rest of your career. What is the sales pitch to get somebody like you in? (laughs) Well, that, yeah, there's definitely a sales pitch. I will say that I was very new. I was very green in uh, Scientology. I I actually grew up in a different cult. And your family weren't, they weren't even Scientologists. They were not Scientologists. I grew up in Christian science, uh, went to Christian science school and camps and all kinds of stuff. And, um, then I found out about Scientology through celebrities and celebrity center. And um, it wasn't, I was never recruited just generally for 
specifically working in the C organization. And mm. I was so green in the whole thing that it was pitched to me uh, with a shore story is what they'll say, you know, mm. like how, uh, you know, it, it's, it sounds acceptable to the public, which would be those of us who are not uh, on, yeah, st on sure. staff. So, well, so what was told to you that made, that you were like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say my mindset was one, I'd seen a lot of celebrities um, and I'd had a very glossy view. Um, I, I wanted to, uh, I had a background in um, activism and, you know, caring about the, the world. I'd like won pre presidential awards and uh, things for environmental science and had, you yeah. know, gone to the Capitol and spoken at the EPA. So I was an activist. I wanted yeah. to, to, I ran away to film school. I was supposed to go into science. My family wasn't totally stoked about film as a choice, but I wanted to make films that made a difference. So right. the pitch for me really was, you're going to get a camera, you're going to get a crew and you're going to fly all over the world and you're going to make these cool uh, films. They're going to help people. They're going right. to help people. Right. And uh, my sister, I had an adopted sister. She had just uh, committed suicide. Um, right. She had severe mental health uh, situations and my parents being Christian scientists did not believe in doctors um, or medicine. So that didn't go very well for her. I know from what, from what I know now, she had uh, most likely fetal alcohol syndrome and things like that. Right. I know about this now because right. I know of a foster parent. Um, right. So I've educated myself a lot more. Um, so I was very in a hurt place and I wanted to do activism and I didn't care right. about making a lot of money. Um, right. I had run into some issues in, in the film industry, which were a little bit, uh, uh, you know, uh, SA type stuff, um, a lot of um, uh, misogyny as well. And it wasn't necessarily welcoming to women the way it is now. Right. And here are uh, these people coming in saying, you're going to work, you know, we know why your sister died. And right. um, the first project I work on was a CCHR project where we were interviewing parents whose kids had had died and there is medical malpractice. Um, but it was like, un unfortunately, they were taking instances of medical malpractice or uh, over drugging uh, to make money. You know, that exists in, in the medical field. Sure. Yeah. It's just, that, it's just that CCHR Scientology's front group is not doing it to expose abuses. Yeah. They're doing it mm -hmm. for, to benefit themselves for themselves to make the profit. So 100%. they're not doing it for the right reasons, right? But I understand yes. you. It was it was doing exactly what is done to most of us, right? Is finding your ruin, finding mm -hmm. you know how, and then communicating to that, and mm -hmm. then I completely understand how you got in and why you got it, and it <laughs> was too. yeah. No, that was I, a good I, pitch. Totally it, yeah. It was uh, the perfect. Yeah. It was the perfect pitch for you, Rachel. Yes, yes. Perfect. It was perfect. Yeah, yeah tailor made. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. But then, what? What ultimately had you escaping? I, it's a. It's a really long process. Oh, okay. We don't have to get into. <laughs> no, I mean, I know that it took yeah. me six years. Uh, once I started questioning yeah. things, but I mean, overall, Same. 30, thirty-five years in. I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't. I think I, yeah. I can shorthand this sure, as to what, what ultimately resulted yeah. in, in her escaping sure. was the fact that, that she told the people in the C organization that she was gay. 
Uh-huh. And that resulted in her being ultimately removed from her position. Right. She was not allowed to be anywhere near David Miscavige and a, like a whole bunch of things that happened. And then eventually she just went, I can't deal with this, this crap anymore <clears throat> and made a doctor's appointment and disappeared effectively. Uh-huh. I think we should focus on this incident that I wanted to talk about of the, of the abuse and cover up of abuse and yeah, maybe do a completely mm-hmm. separate episode with Rachel about yes. this. What I happens if you're in Scientology and you, and you announce to them I'm gay Yeah, because they pretend that that's all well and good and no problem. And yeah. in reality, it's, it's 100% opposite. And the story of, what they did to try and handle Rachel about being gay is is pretty remarkable and yeah. I think very educational. So, but as a part of that, <laughs> believe yeah. it or not, as a part of the mm-hmm. ethics handling that she yeah. had to undergo because she announced that she was gay, she had to train as an auditor. She had to do auditor training. Yeah, and I'll, I'll jump in too. I, yeah, good. I, I wasn't, it wasn't like I said, I'm gay and I was removed. It wasn't quite that cut uh, and dry. It gets very complicated, but I course. was saying I was gay. I was also bringing up um, <clears throat> other issues that I was not okay with, like not feeding crew <laughs> properly, not being able to get medical care. I had a lot of, uh, I had like a heart condition uh, coming on that is not existent now because I actually sleep, um, you know, various things. I had a doctor write on a prescription pad, sleep and give it to me, sleep right. at least eight hours and give it to me as a prescription right. at the doctor's office. Cause he said, I, I can't even begin to treat you. All this right. stuff is happening because you're not sleeping. So um, there was a, a, a bunch of stuff. And then I wasn't, I was uh, initially the, the, the first uh, issue, um, I guess what they would say officially was removing me from post was I left to see family because no one would answer a CSW. And I was saying, I I'm done with not being able to see family. I need to and a CSW is like a, requ- a request for time yeah. off or request. Yes. To, I mean, they use CSWs even Mike for how, how to destroy people. Like yours. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Completed so staff to get work married. Yes. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Go to a funeral. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Everything. And I had, I had, almost wasn't able to go to a funeral at one point, you know, like this, 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 a bunch of stuff. So one day I did just, I just left to see family and I just did what was on my CSW um, that no one would look at. And we got, I got screamed at for asking uh, about even asking about it. And I kept going and saying, Hey, I need, I need help. I need to talk about this. I need help. Oh, so there's, there's no time. We have real issues to deal with. So I was like, okay. Uh, So I did that. And then I was brought back by Kirsten who broke into my um, Airbnb account. Kirsten Catano Peterson? Yes. And she went into my Airbnb, got the check-in instructions, went in before I arrived there and uh, like then hid um, and confronted me and convinced me that, you know, sure. Hid in your room, Rachel? She she went in, looked around the room and saw everything and then decided to hide right outside the room. Okay. And then show up as uh, as I walked up to the to the door. And what was your reaction when you saw her there? I mean, she she's like a ghost. It was scary. <laughs> um, 
but I was like, no, like, look, I'm done. I just, I just want to see family. Like I, this is done. Like I knew what it meant, what I'd gone to do that. I wasn't going to be able to do what I needed to do. I also was like, I feel super gay, you know, like, what do I do about this? You know, this is like, gay. I love it. This is kind of, a, and I kept getting in trouble for getting sent to ethics for watching the film Carol, you know, not even anything that ju juicy. I mean, it's a great film. It's worth being sent to ethics for, but um, right. you know, like all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, this is not, this is not going to work. Like I know I'm not welcome and I can't do right. what I want to do. And I, I liked my, jobs you know yeah. i liked doing it um I but i was like i can't do it so anyway just to make it not not to be nitpicky but it was this whole it's never simple it's this whole exactly i understand i yeah. i understand too yeah. rachel like, like yeah. i said I, I was trying to just mm. shorthand it so we can deal with all yes. that in in another episode but yeah so but, part of that whole curse and handling was two years of stuff culminating in me becoming an auditor Catano is at your Airbnb. She, uh, I mean, it, already that's an, like insane to me that she was looking, found your credit card, was looking at things she shouldn't be looking at. But also, what's hitting me, Mike and Rachel, is it's it's very interesting to hear that she had Rachel had a phone, Rachel had a credit card for all the things that most Sea Org members don't have. Rachel seemed to have had kind of carte blanche. So completely trusted yeah. in a way that maybe other and most Sea Org members aren't, Mike? Yeah. And there yeah. are some people that fall into that category. And, you know, I always had a phone and I didn't have a credit card. Well, yeah. I sort of did. But anyway, yes, there are there are degrees of clampdown. Gotcha. I mean, if you remember JB after he escaped, JB had not only a phone, but he had an iPad and he had, you know, access. Uh, he had uh, credit cards and all this stuff that he needed to go off and do all this, the crap he had to do for Tom Cruise. Right. So there are there are sort of degrees. The run of the mill Sea Org member doesn't have a phone. Yeah. Many of them don't have driver's licenses, don't have credit cards, don't have right. bank accounts. They're right. just drones in the machine. Um, also the, the difference is people who get sent all over the world for things like Rachel was sent all over the place to shoot videos yeah. and, and events. When you're traveling like that, you've got to have a passport. You've yeah. got to have, you know, there are things that, that you just really can't do without. Right. Um, so yeah, but that so, you're right. Yeah. Because a lot of people ask us that, like even today on Twitter, they'll ask us, you know, I thought, you know, Scientologists weren't allowed to be on the Internet. It's like, well, you know, so I understand some people didn't, you know, watch Going Clear or didn't, you know, listen to our podcast or um, so I just wanted to clarify because people are allowed to go on the Internet, civilian Scientologists, but we just choose not to because we're going to get interrogated and we're going to get punished for doing so. And the other reason is. Because we believe that these people that are talking badly about Scientology are, you know, Hitler's of the world, the evil people. <laughs> so we're not, you know, we're told, like, why would you click on something that you're you're against? And you're like, yeah, why would I do that? You know, so and that's mostly Scientologists, you know, celebrity Scientologists answer. Why would I? I don't choose to look at things that are attacking my church. Right. You know, the same lines that Rachel filmed me saying. 
at many events. Yeah. So, so, so there you are like being put through the ringer because you're, you're stating who you are, which is you're gay. You're being punished for that. And you're then being interrogated for this and punished for this. And you decide that's it. I've had enough. And, and uh, also I really wanted to do the right thing. And I was yeah. convinced that that do, going through these procedures and these processes were the right thing to do. Mm. Um, and I was given a lot of handlings on uh, having seen going clear, having seen Leah's book and other books and reading articles about them and all of the things that I've seen, it was extensive uh, head handling uh, where they prove that you all are wrong. I was given handlings yeah. on being that I needed to be harsher with my juniors that I dealt with that I, I, I was given, I was sent to ethics for not being mean enough. And I'm, I'm sure they'll, they could make a whole website about people saying, Oh, she was so mean. Right. But um, I was being trained to be mean and harsh and, yeah. and you were, it's, it's, they want you to have ethics presence, which means in the definition, it says, and can get mad. Like if you yeah. don't, they're like, do you yell at them? And I'm like, no, I've been with this crew for years. I've, yeah. I, yeah. I have, and they're like, well, you need to yell, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And then they're all complaining that, that Leah has a voice and had a voice even right. before so that it was a sign anyway, hey. yes, whatever I, it's, it, there's, yeah. I'm sure there's more, but I didn't, there you was didn't so much it. of it and yeah. I didn't retain all of it. It was there was so much of it. And and they they made a boo-boo and sent me to watch Going Clear in the theaters. Uh, what? That, yes. <laughs> what? To, Wait, what? To film it with uh, spy uh, glasses. Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Rachel? <laughs> Hang on a second. At the that's, arc line. That's and, wonderful. And I PO'd for money for popcorn for us so that we could look like regular audience so members. So, so PO'd everybody just means purchase, purchase order. order. She literally yeah. had to put in a request for popcorn so she looked like a normal person. I may have just wanted the popcorn, I'll be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you get these spy glasses, Rachel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, do you think I might be committing a crime? I asked Osa and it was Osa's idea. Go to, yeah. So you go to so you go to Osa and, and you say, hey, is this illegal? And they say they said, no, no, it's fine. You're you know, we're not going to broadcast it. We just need the information. Ah, I see. OK, we're not yeah, going to yeah, make yeah. money off of so it. Now, these, so these glasses, it sounds so funny because you think like these things don't actually work, but I guess they do, huh? They do. Yeah. And they were um, another seared member who is another camera camera woman who does uh, most of the OSA stuff. She was with me and she had them. And what's so, her name? Lata. Lata. Okay. On one yeah. Side and and uh -huh. she wore the glasses. I was really there because I, you know, you, they don't want it. They couldn't in case there was like an S an SP in the, there's going to be SPs in the audience. Right. Yeah, yeah, so right. I guess I was there more for protection. You um, were a buddy. I was a buddy. I was the, the mission second on this mini mission. Yeah. You know, the, the you're supposed to send two people. You're not in the SO, you're not supposed to do anything alone. So you're right. always supposed to send two people. So I was I was more there for protection. Um 
And because she did this on a regular basis, she used these spy glasses on a regular basis to film things for for CCHR and um, things like that. Interesting. I didn't know this, Mike. Oh, I hadn't heard this either. What? Yeah. Nope. Nope. You didn't know that Oprah <laughs> used spy glasses to go, Mike. Pe pen cameras, no. button cameras. Oh, I know. I know yeah. about recording devices for other things, but not to go. Not to go record a, a movie. Unbelievable. Never, never that. So while you're there, Rachel, do you have an epiphany watching Going Clear? Well, the first thing that struck me, which I did extensive ethics handling on, was the production value. I'm I'm a I'm a cinematographer. So mm. I was like, the it's this is professionally done. This isn't a bunch of like cheesy stuff. Maybe that doesn't like make a difference to other people. And I was like, this is serious. It did was a well because you had not heard of Alex Gibney or Pulitzer Prize. Oh, I'd winner. heard I'd heard of Alex Alex Gibney. And I had, yeah. yeah. Alex Gibney was was liked by Gold but, um, and you can ask him. Yeah, he was really he's respected. He's a really well known name. He does great mm -hmm. docs, right? So I was like, this is serious. You know, like this is a big deal. I was like, people must really be concerned about this stuff to I know what it, you know, what it takes yeah. to put to pull off production like this. So yeah. I was impressed by that. So that made it hit a little harder. And then, yeah, I had an epiphany and then I saw, uh, uh you know, Mike, uh, I remembered Mike, uh, from, I was in the, <laughs> I was in the room when, uh, Mike, you were, uh, doing interviews at, at CC of celebrities with the, um, BBC. Oh yeah. Show. Uh, I remembered Mike oh, from, wow. from <laughs> into events. Like yeah. I would get sent sometimes to film, uh, uh, journalists filming because then you could keep them ethical by filming them. So they couldn't do a cut where they were tricky with the cut. And then they could like do a documentary about that journalist. What is so funny. Can I, I started to keep interrupting, but as you're talking, it makes, it makes me actually laugh because they are so concerned with editing like Rachel just said, right. They do everything they accuse other people of doing. They do like, journalists like they think this was the important thing right make because we will get we'll get them on their editing like you no know, most most productions are going to edit right because they're not you know 10 hours long right if you're doing a you know 22 minute you know a half hour show it's 22 minutes if you're doing an hour show it's you know 40 something minutes right so like to think that that's the got you moment of you know, OSA filming people filming it's, and it never is. It never is. It's only on your side because I saw all the OSA documents about John Sweeney, what they were planning to do to him and editing together a whole movie just to destroy him with your own footage. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Go ahead, Rachel. Yeah. I, the, a lot of journalists have a lot of journalistic integrity. I had yeah. taken journalism classes in school yeah. and yeah. a lot of them do have it. And one of the many last straws for me was um, I tried to maintain a certain level of journalistic integrity when we filmed projects. I wouldn't go out and be in, in, in Africa or Europe or wherever and be working with um, an outside nonprofit and, mm. and just shoot uh, everything fake. I, yeah. I always thought that was wrong. And I had a, I had a boss at gold uh, for years, Kevin, who was like, no, make it real. And I was like, we don't lie in PR. And so I, I kind of thought this stuff was more real than it, than, than it, than it was. And I would stay there and get a group 
to a certain level and refused to leave. And because I was good at what I did, I was able to kind of to get away with that, whereas many other people wouldn't. And then when I ended up at SNP and we were being run um, directly from the top, we had a whole handling come down saying, we're not doing documentaries. We don't <laughs> have to tell the truth. And I was ending up in ethics being like, I don't, I, that's not okay. Like I, I don't agree with it. I don't believe in lying, you know? And I started, right. I would film these uh, statements being made you know, oh, we do. We have, it's totally fine to be gay, for example, and then turn off the camera and the senior executive on camera then starts making jokes and using the F, the F word, the, the anti-gay F word, which I will right. not repeat. Um, uh, so Dave Bloomberg, by the way. Yeah. Yes. What? David Bloomberg. Yeah. Is that's the person who, she's that's who did about? that. Oh, he, yeah. he was interviewed and then got off camera and started using the the oh, F. I see. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I said, you know, yeah. we're not supposed to be lying. LRH says you never lie in PR. I get presenting things to not be black PR. There's like this whole black propaganda, like you're making things look bad, right? I get uh -huh. that, but I I had this idea, and because I was independent for the first many years, kind of doing my own thing and creating my own videos, there were there. I was able to be like, okay, with a lot of it. And if it wasn't, I would report it. And I thought something was right. being done about it, sure. you know? Yes, so, of course. but then yeah. I'm seeing these lies occur. I, I was in the room when Tommy Davis was saying on air things like there's no policy of disconnection and yeah. you yet, yeah, no, you don't, we don't uh, ask women to get abortions. You could be pregnant. It, there's no yeah. shame in it. It's fine. I'm like, but, but Hey, I know someone that just happened to like, I was in the room. I was fly on the wall right. in a lot of these things. So that started to just ping and be too much for me. Um, I mean, I could, I'm not going to tell you all of them because it's this long track. And then I was like, report it, talk to people, speak out about it, report it, report it, report it, send it to OSA, send it to RT, a religious technology center, right. send it, send it up. It's going to get handled. And it, and it, right. and it wasn't, it wasn't getting handled all the right. while feeling increasingly, more more gay all all yeah. the while coming to uh starting to come to um ethics uh the ethics people like the ethics officers and saying i feel that i'm being um can i say the r word what um, are, I, I don't know <laughs> what you're allowed to say right oh oh you felt like you were being spiritually and emotionally Phys um, i felt like i was being physically raped yeah. Yeah. because i was in this in this relationship and i did not uh was not comfortable with um, what was happening. being straight, yeah. being straight. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. it's, it was just about, and I was saying, Hey, I feel like this is, this has occurred and this is what's occurring. And, and they're like, it's, you know, and I'm, and I was, before I was like admitting to anyone else or fully to myself that I'm, I'm a gay person. I was saying, yeah. I'm not okay with how we speak about gay people. I'm not okay with the gay jokes. I'm yeah. not okay with this. Like we're our, our, outward facing appearances that we're okay with you being gay and you can be a Scientologist. You can be a part of our programs. You know, it's not a problem, but then there's all this homophobia and, yeah. and anti-gay stuff going on internally. And yeah. you know, then I'm like, this isn't an issue. And then my crew got, we got sent to ethics for filming a girl at CC who has a buzzed haircut. I don't know how she identifies. I don't know if she's yeah. straight, lesbian yeah. whatever i have no idea right. i didn't like run up to people and ask them but she had short hair right. and 
then uh, the in, in, International Scientology Public Relations Officer, the in, in Scientology PR, Aaron Banks, pulled us in and said, you know, what the fuck are you doing? I'm not going to, we're not going to show a fucking dyke on Scientology TV. Right. And this is why we're, simu- we're simultaneously attacking. Yes. Right. Right. The people I, who are t- sharing their stories about what they went through as gay people. Right, and I was right. like, well, of course I'm not gay. No, I'm yeah. not gay at all, but we should be nice yeah. to gay people. Right. Which was right. just my own. No, Rachel, sure. you're absolutely right. I mean, most of us who, who have had the same experience, and I always say that when something happens to them, right, like you were doing what you were taught, just as I was doing what I was taught, right? I was trying to fix it within, right? Yes. The six years I was writing knowledge reports. I was, people were telling me, my own friends were telling me, write it up to the watchdog committee. I assumed yes. that there was somebody over David Miscavige. I had no idea there was no watchdog committee. There was no RTC it was no nothing. It was just him. And I'm like right, sending up all these reports. You know, why does Tom Cruise, why is he so out PR for Scientology? He's jumping on couches. He's attacking Brooke Shields. This is insane. Why is this Scientologist saying that publicly? Why is Tom Davis do it? Why is Mike Rinder lying? Why, you know, like I was writing them all up mm-hmm. and I got in trouble. And I, and I had a, a similar thing that you're saying, like, where you're like, well, this is what I, was taught to do and it's not working. I'm getting in trouble for it, for doing what the teachings say in the writing. And I think that's the most powerful experience you could have, right, Mike, where you see why are we not applying the policy that we're taught to uphold like the law? Yeah, absolutely. And and also the this thing about what Scientology is constantly doing is saying one thing to the world because they believe that's what's acceptable, but practicing right. something very different. Complete. And this, this lack of conviction uh, uh, to actually stand behind what they yeah. really believe Correct. is is really uh, a, a sign of, of uh, the weakness yeah. of Scientology yeah. and the weakness of the the people involved in Scientology because they won't just stand up. Look, I have more respect for people who stand up and take positions that they totally believe in yes. that I think are crazy. Correct. But at least they say them. They, and who they, they really they, are. They, they are presenting yes. what they really believe and Correct. they stick by it. They yes. live by what they believe. Yes. And Scientologists like lie a lot about a lot of things and it's 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 hard to kind of fathom unless you've been involved in it and seen both sides of this picture yes because to normal people you look and go well they must like they go out and they make these public statements yeah they couldn't be lying about that nobody in their right mind is going to come out and say Right. Absolute lies yes. Yes. in the all, media and to the right. public all the time to the court, to police, to the FBI, to yeah, it goes on, Mike. Yes, yeah. you're right. Sorry, Rachel. But oh I, no, no, I, it's because Rachel, I don't know if anybody's ever told you, you know, like you really did try to do the right thing, honey. Like you really did. And there was nothing wrong with you. Absolutely nothing. You were perfect in every possible way. I just want to say that to you. Thank you. I mean, 
Yeah. And you were raised to be utterly afraid of someone like me. Yeah. And to think that a, an adder is a better, a safer bedmate, as they say in yeah. uh, Science of Survival. Like you, yeah, yeah. you're going to get bit by a poisonous snake and that would be better than yeah. being with someone who is uh, homosexual. So right. uh, it means a lot to me that you're even at, a, that you would even say something like that because you were raised to be scared of me. And that was one of my biggest fears. Like, well, I'm saying this, but I, I'm, if I, if I come out as this, everyone's, everyone I know is going to be afraid of me, scared of me. Right. Yeah. What an interesting perspective that is. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a horrible way to, to feel about yourself. And this doesn't just happen in Scientology, unfortunately. No. They just, like you're saying, Mike, lie about it. Right. Um, and to have to endure that every day to hear your own group saying these things about you and you know you're a good person and you know you are everything they are not and you're being your authentic self uh, the way you were born, uh, perfect. And to have to live that way every day is excruciating. It's torture. It's a slow torture. So, um, yeah. So sorry, Rachel. Um, uh, um, so take I that and then bring yeah. kids into it. Yeah. Now you're hurting kids. Now yeah. there's someone who's hurting children. And that's just, I mean, I just can't, I, <laughs> I couldn't. What are we talking couldn't about? Couldn't let that go. So that all that was occurring, and then in twenty uh, late twenty nineteen, um, they I needed to quote unquote quote unquote uh, become more of a Scientologist because I'd been out you know bopping around the world filming things and not really being a Scientologist, um, and they really wanted me to understand how amazing the tech is, and that was going to handle me right. Um, that was, was part of what was going to yeah. Gonna so fix I. You. That, yeah, that was gonna fix you. Okay. Yeah, so I did the processing, the uh, the survival rundown, which is uh, Scientology counseling, um, okay. which takes a very long time. And uh, I, I, you I know, know, then I don't know if it's counseling, Rachel, more than it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's an attempt at uh, altering who you are. It's it's extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, Scientology bit of what mike what would you call this i mean this is uh this is this is teaching you to be controlled yeah and the yeah the the srd is a bunch of processes developed by l ron hubbard that are called objective processes okay meaning that they're not really done with an e-meter they are done with your moving your body around and Uh Uh, giving commands to you and having you give commands to things, you know, objects in the physical universe and like an holding them up and putting them down and uh-huh. yes, or a book or a bottle okay. or various other things and yeah. having There's you be marched around rooms and yeah. march other people around rooms. And it's all about control. control. Yeah. And the, 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 yeah. the ahead, theory Michael. is that you learn how to control your own self mm-hmm. by being controlled and by learning to control others right. and it it is more of the indoctrination and i mean indoctrination is a bit of a weak word for this it is really pounding in very very forcefully 
this idea of you know you you can control your body the bodies of other people and the physical universe around you if you practice scientology hard enough and yeah. you can be controlled they're right. they're they're flattening your button on being controlled yeah they're right. flattening your body you you on on being assaulted yeah. Yes, and and a thing that I I learned yeah. afterwards um, is that it's matched up with the training routines. They call them TRs. Yeah. So you do the TRs, the training routines, and you have to do either you do that as its own professional course, or you do a little bit of the TRs, the training yeah. routines, so you can um, give the uh, uh, the Scientology rundown processes to another person, and then yeah. receive them, and you go back and forth, right? Sure. So they train you on moving a person's body and they train you on one of these training routines is the person uh, tries to jump up out of the chair. You stop them. You stand in front of them, yeah. you block the door and you put them back in position. And yeah. I learned from my, my wife who's uh, trained by the Navy in, in mental health and in counseling um, and, and, and was a counselor for many years in the Navy. She yeah. said, if you block someone uh, they're trying to exit and you block them, that is abuse. That is yeah. legally considered abuse. And oh, yeah. it's in the in the auditor <laughs> yeah. training that you yeah. your auditor will all and your ethics officer in an ethics and your auditor to, will always anybody's be. allowed to 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 kidnap you. Anyone's allowed to hold you in a room and, without yes. your permission. Anybody you're trained to do it, and they will yeah. always position yeah. themselves by the door. So yes. if I am gonna take you into yeah. a session. You are on the other side of the room and I am blocking the door so that my body will physically get up. And if you're the person giving the processing, they call the auditor and yeah. you don't jump up and you let that, that person you're person auditing leave, you, leave, you can yeah. get declared. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. a high crime. Yeah. So they're scared. To, they're going to tackle you like they're in oh. the Super Bowl to oh, stop you. Because Your they, wife is absolutely right. This is abuse. And, and I bet you, not uh, bet you, Mike, it's illegal. It's yeah. yes, it is. Yeah. It is trained abuse. So when I started to realize that, I was like, "Oh my yeah. god!" I trained, I trained on how to abuse people. I we sat in front of the door. I Rachel, I, we I, all did. We all did. That's why a lot of Scientologists don't realize even currently that they're being abused. No, well, or because they, this is also grooming. Just don't don't realize that they have been abused or abuse others. Uh, I was uh, ex experiencing doing this. Um, Security check. So every time you go out um, on any project, right? yeah, security, it's an interrogation, right? They mm -hmm. call it a security check or sec check for short. Mm -hmm. So every time you go out on any sort of project, I'm sure you remember, Mike, when you come back, you may have, you may have, let's say, seen Leah's book in a book dump in the airport and you need to get that cleaned up, right? That's like something that happened to me, right? So I'd done a bazillion of them because I was always out on project. I was not usually at a home base. So uh, you do, it's like these questions, you know, did you run into any, anybody against Scientology, that kind of stuff? Did you do anything unethical, blah, 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 blah. So you ask these questions. So it should be routine. It should only take usually a few sessions, right? So I get this guy and he uh, starts confessing that he had all this uh, sexual stuff that was going on. Um, you know, a lot of like, you know, go in the server room at the, he was, he was installing server rooms in ideal organizations, which are the premier brand new 
churches that they fundraise for. So he was like going into server rooms and watching a lot of triple X movies and, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And then it was like, then he started saying, well, you know, then there was a girl who was a staff member. He's coming from this higher organization. I um, pulled her into the server room and, you know, then uh, would like flirt with her and kind of hug her. And then one time I was hugging her and I was rubbing up against her and he basically like dry humped this girl. So I was like, oh, how old was she? Oh, I don't know. I think she was 16, you know, stuff like that. And I'm like, well, was that illegal? You know, I'm like starting to uncover the stuff. And then they're like, so then the case supervisor who gets your written notes of the session starts writing more questions for me to ask. Cause mm -hmm. they say you have to pull the string, pull the string. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to pull a string. And you're going to find more. So he just starts, and you know, and you're taught that you're like not judgmental. So you're just like, oh, I understand. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, tell me more about this, you know, young girl who you assaulted, you know, because it is assault. Uh, I, it got very confusing because a lot of the stuff was in Europe and um, age of consent is different in every country mm -hmm. so uh sometimes it's illegal sometimes it's not it was like very like hard to tell but mm -hmm. um if you're coming from if your boss is coming from like the headquarters of your company and they grab your 16 year old daughter and dry humper and ejaculate on it it's not that's assault right that's at mm -hmm. least workplace sexual harassment right like, um but rachel the the point is as a sea org member and you had senior officials of scientology looking at the work that you were writing down it was also recorded uh i mean shouldn't officials for the church of scientology know what is illegal and what isn't regardless of country mike yeah so i so, so after you do a session like that it's yeah. not auditing. You say at the beginning of the session. That doesn't I, matter. It, it actually no. doesn't matter, Rachel. But but the point is, because it actually doesn't matter if you're if you give it. So I did request that it be reported. I yeah. thought that obviously you would declare someone who is doing things like that. And then, and then it gets worse. That was yeah. that was the tip of the iceberg. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was thinking, well, yeah, you're not, you know, obviously we would report something like kids being abused right like no this guy's not a, like a celebrity like that i know it's crazy you're like duh no but i was like wouldn't we you know just i'm like just declare the guy and send him back to 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 europe and and let the police handle it right um because that would be safer for us right and i was like so i'm like trying to convince these people like isn't this a security risk to right. keep him around and he's still going on the internet and you know, doing, doing this stuff. So, um, because we're internet, uh, crimes as well. So, um, but no. And I was like, this is, this is just too much. Like I thought, yeah. Okay. Like don't sue your Scientology friend for a business dispute. Just, you know, of course, wise mediation is going to work this mediation group they have with a bit for businesses. Right. Right. Not like abusing kids. Right. Um, so I, I was I, I and I also I hadn't really run into that that much um, before because uh, yeah. I wasn't dealing with that type of thing. Right. So, right. Uh, no, it was. Abs and I was like, look, this is too much. Y'all got to do the right thing. Yeah. Just declare this guy. He's not famous. He's not famous or anything. Just send this to the police like he needs to be stopped. Right. And, uh, you know, you know about these things. Don't send him out. He was then later sent out again on project given money, given going in the uniform of the 
of a middle management, high level organization showing up in lower organizations and interacting with people and their, and their kids and things like that. So he was not even, um, I didn't see a, a, a justice action happen. I was even told, Hey, pulled aside. We need to make sure this guy doesn't get introverted about what he's done. We need to be, you know, he was handled with, with, with kid gloves. And it was like, not, it was not that big of a deal when I had observed things that were so dumb be such a big deal. So Scientology said to you, they didn't want you to hurt his feelings about. Yes. We didn't make, yeah. Mm -hmm. We had to make sure that he did not become introverted. And when Um, you asked, when you asked your superiors uh, to report this, what were you told? I wrote a lot of written reports because after these uh, sessions, you would, you would write a report. So I sent those reports to OSA, to RTC, to the security and to the head of the ethics section of that organization, which is called ILO. And um, I was not answered most of the time. Um, So then I, uh, I, kept writing them. And I, then I said, Hey, look, this is getting too gnarly. Cause he started, I don't know how much you want to know about what he did, but. Well, I, I, I want, to, I, I know that, yeah. that one of the, the girls that was involved was 12 years old. Yeah. And this was like a 30 year old man, right? Yeah. Rachel, I think it's important that you go through the, what you, what you found out because right now, all we know is that he, he may or may not have, uh, done anything uh, because it was maybe somewhere in Europe. Right. So, um, and right, and- Mike, I mean, am I categorizing that wrong? No. Well, no, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look, I, I know a lot of, a lot of yeah. what Rachel has told me about the details yeah. about this, sure. which she reported already, like I said, to law yeah, yeah. enforcement. Mm-hmm. This guy was a serial child molester, like right. serial child molester and child pornographer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, engaging in creating child pornography. I mean, this is not just a guy who uh, rubbed himself, like <laughs> the only detail we've got so far yeah. is he rubbed himself uh, uh, alongside a girl who may have been, may or may not have been 16 year old. Which is already disgusting and but, he should yeah. be in prison to me, but go and ahead. That was, yeah. And yeah. that's terrible. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not negating that. No, I know but that, It's right. so yeah. much worse than this. Yeah. This is, yeah. this is someone who should have been locked away. Right. Someone who yeah. should not be allowed to interact with young women in any circumstances. Right. And yet what ultimately happened was he was sent back out with more with the authority of seniority in Scientology to organizations out there. And believe me, when someone walks into one of those Scientology organizations in Oslo or Hamburg or Austin or whatever, and they're there with the authority of the sea organization, it's like, Yes. Bow down. The, yes. These are the royalty of Scientology. Yeah, this is international. This is, yes. This is the international yeah. peeps. These it, guys, yeah. you do what they say. Right. And this, like Rachel, I know, reported this to every ethics officer, to the Religious yeah. Technology Center, to yeah. the ILO, to like you could go through the alphabet yeah. of this, this names and titles. Yeah. Yeah. And she reported it and absolutely nothing was done 
to protect anyone from the predation. Disclaimer or not, if you are aware of a crime being taken place or a possible crime, you should report it to the police. Um, but and where is he today? Is he still in the C organization? Last I checked, he was still in the in the C organization at ILO. What is uh, ILO? What is ILO? International, sorry, International Liaison Office, which is that uh, Hollywood Boulevard tall building with the yellow Scientology sign on the top. Oh, is and that was, where uh, OSA is, Mike? Yes. Yes. yes absolutely. Yes, it's, it's in where, the building. I was sending it. That. Up That's a few David floors. Miscavige's building too. That's his ad official address. Uh, wow. So then he he was in the C organization at a, at a younger age. His parents were Scientologists. He was in the C organization. He was uh, removed at a certain point for um, unethical uh, sexual behavior. Uh -huh. um, and uh, then he re was re-recruited and joined again and promoted to the International Liaison Office in okay. Los Angeles, California. So he right. went from the continental level liaison office, was out for a couple of years, then back in. So some of the times in there, he was a Sea Org member. Some he was a Scientologist and, and was out of the Sea Org, but about to go back in. And so it gets a little shady uh, whether he was actively in at the moment of each crime or not, but he was a Sea Org member effectively other than being kicked out for a little bit. Um, but he wasn't yeah. reported to the police. I don't, I don't never care. never reported yeah. to the police. No, and right. he was, okay. it was yeah. after his being kicked out for unethical sexual behavior, uh -huh. he was then given a religious R1 visa brought to the United States on an R1 visa and sent around org to org to org. And sometimes uh, church to church to church, as we say, uh, Sometimes even sometimes staying in a hotel or a uh, an Airbnb or something like that on his own. Sometimes staying in uh, Scientologists' homes where they have children and things. Right. right? So here's why. <clears throat> excuse me. Here's why this is um, <clears throat> disturbing. Um, he said uh, he would go out uh, on vacation, and he had a a, uh, a girlfriend, and he was on vacation, uh, like on the Italian coast or whatever, and and he would sneak into the bedrooms of the younger girls at night. These were kids that were, you know, eight, nine, 10 year old uh, range. Okay. Um, and uh, these are Scientology kids. Not necessarily. They may have been. They may not have been. But yeah. So um, it's even even worse that the we don't even know, right? It, it's right. Any any and all children, right? Yes. And he was sneaking yeah. away and doing that. And then he uh, said he started to reveal. He said um, that he would do stuff on the internet. So this guy's an internet genius. He was working for Incom, which is the internet organization for Scientology, which is mm -hmm. a an RTC level organization. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with these shenanigans, he doesn't qualify for an RTC level organization. So they would have him work for them, but under a project like as a staff member of the International Liaison Office. Sure, sure, sure. sure. So here he's he's basically putting in all the servers and stuff for all these ideal organizations and all mm -hmm. those like in the mm -hmm. Internet that all, so the computers won't let through any. Um, any of this kind of thing and, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff, right? right. Uh, security server stuff, whatever. But he was uh, really smart with this stuff. So he got sent all over the world 
doing this on projects. And um, before or after, uh, he, after he was first in the SEER organization, and I don't know whether he continued to, continued this behavior while he was still in the SEER organization, because I did quit doing the, the, the procedures on him and someone else took over at mm -hmm. a certain point. Um, uh, he would lure, he said he, there was websites he knew about where he, in, in Europe where he could lure young girls, young girls come on these websites and he would lure young girls into chat rooms and do web chats just like this. And he would talk to these young girls. Um, he said the youngest he did it with, he thinks was 12. She could have been even younger, but he thinks she was 12 and he would talk them into. on camera while he was uh while he was doing these live chats and he would record it and then he would keep these recordings and have them on his computer and have them on his phone he took them to saint hill mm -hmm. um he took them across international borders that does qualify I, now i was pissed so i went and they're like well we don't know what's really illegal and what's not illegal so i was like oh maybe everyone in os is overwhelmed i'm gonna go look up this stuff myself so i went and got onto the internet and researched Interpol laws and all these things and did quotes saying he broke this law, this law, this law, like this is considered the creation of child pornography and mm -hmm. it's trafficking it across country borders. Right. Like he, yeah. Interpol, FBI, LAPD, like whatever, like this, this, this is serious. Right. And I said, look, he could be doing this in orgs, and they were starting to look into that. And he was starting to admit more and more and more and more. Um, and then he said to me, okay, look, this started when I was a kid. When he was a teenager, he took a young girl about five or six years old and uh, lured her back behind a, a large um, appliance, like a refrigerator or some type of thing in a garage when there was a, a party going on with Scientology fa families. And pulled her back and forced her to sit on his lap. And then, then let her go. This eventually was found out by the parents and was silenced by the parents. Um, so I will say this brings up certain things. Now having, being a uh, foster parent, I, you have to learn about uh, child uh, sexual abuse. And uh, I have encounter, encountered it and run into it. And I know about it. Um, yeah. My wife also was uh, trained to handle rape and sexual trauma within the Navy and as a counselor. And she said, they say, um, not everyone who has been sexually abused as a child abuses others, but right. all abusers have been abused when they were kids. So mm -hmm. now you've got a kid who is in a Scientology family. And this is, this really, is a big deal because I think uh, because he, his dad's a Scientologist had an alcohol program, ended up at Narconon, I believe his mm. parents are Scientologists. He's a Scientology kid. This doesn't make me feel bad for him because he's an adult now. Right. Right. He chose to continue I mean, that cycle. Yeah, yeah. But we know that he, we know yeah. from a psychology, yeah. uh, modern science point of view, we know that he was abused as a yeah. kid, probably yeah. within his church sure. um, because statistically the majority of sexual abuse happens from a family member or someone in a, ch in a, ch in a church group. Um, right. So uh, a trusted person in churches are like become these perfect places for, for grooming and cover-ups yeah. and abusers take advantage of that. Yeah. Scientology is no different. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so you reported this to, like you said, Mike started this with, you reported all of this to law enforcement. I did, but I had to, I knew I had, I knew I was toast if I was going to do that, you know, so I left and did it. Yeah. So she this was after the, she left. Yeah. 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 So this was, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. You couldn't live with yourself. So you left Scientology, no. reported this. What happened with the reports that to law enforcement? Nothing. Nothing I'm aware of. And when did you report this, Rachel? Like 2020. 2020. When you, you when know? you first when you first left and you first reached out to me, that was the first thing that I said to you, Rachel. Yeah. Are you willing to go to law enforcement with this information? And you said yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And right. that is what happened. And I do think I that foster Aaron, parent, Aaron. we had an, a situation where we were uh, had a potential emergency placement and we ended up needing to be recertified as foster parents in a new county. Yeah. Uh, kids are kids are important to me. The kids are going to be first. Right. So yeah. I needed to make sure I got recertified before I had Scientology calling up CPS and saying I'm a child molester because that's sure. what they will say. They will sure. say you're an abuser because I'm sure. saying that they are hiding <laughs> abusers. Like I right. know how it works. Well, no, and they'll be certain that they're right. They're gonna, they're gonna and I'm gay. You, they're going to accuse you of the very thing they're doing. And yes, and I, and I right. practice yeah. lesbianism. Yeah. So clearly yeah. I'm <laughs> like sadistic and whatever. Like it's like they, they're they certain of that. They won't even think that they're doing anything wrong by saying, by not having evidence. They know deep right. down that that's who I am, right? And yeah. here's this guy, he was saying to me almost, almost as if he has empathy and it could all just be an act and he's borderline personality disorder. I don't know. But yeah. um, he's saying to me in sessions, I, I have a problem. I yeah. don't know what's wrong with me. Whenever I see a girl that's yeah. pre-puberty, pre-pubescent, I just want to have sex with her. Wow. And he was going out searching for girls that looked young and doing sexual things with them. He admitted to searching for child pornography while in the C organization on Scientology servers. He then said, oh, well, you know, I didn't actually click on it. Cause I was like, well, isn't that like really illegal? You know? And he's like, Oh, well, I didn't actually, I didn't actually click on it. I, I don't, I don't believe that. Well, he, did, he did other, he did enough. I mean, he didn't need to click <laughs> on anything. He's already done. He's already committed many crimes. I mean, and he was saying, I yeah. can't, he didn't say I couldn't control myself. Yeah. He said, I can't, can't. control yeah. myself. I have a problem. I don't know what's wrong with me. And they're like, let's make sure he doesn't feel introverted. Let's, let's make sure he's really well fed and well rested. And then let's, Let's you do a nice, gentle ethics handling with him. And I was like, yo, I, I went through way more intense handlings because I wanted to see my family or I wanted to feed my crew. Right. At, right. You know, yeah. like or I wanted to go to a doctor or like whatever these like what was handled way right. more like harshly. Is committing crimes against children and your no Scientology is telling you to just make sure you don't hurt his feelings and make him feel bad about doing it. Cause yes. And, and, I, and, and at all costs do not report this to law enforcement. Right. 100%, I in writing requested, I said, declare the guy and report him to law enforcement. Like you're, even if it came out, it's going to be yeah. good PR for you. You're going to be like, we're the religion that doesn't cover up these people. We're the right. religion that right. stands for we, cause you were doing all this stuff with the police. I'm filming y'all with the police all the time. You're like, oh, buddy, buddy, like they're yeah. not going to come arrest you, right? Like, right. you, it, how could this, how could this reflect on you badly? Like, how could it possibly reflect on you badly? I'm like, I, I don't get it. And, right. but additionally, the whole time I was in there 
having panic attacks and saying, I, I can't do this. I don't want to be in the room with this guy. Right. I don't want to stand in a line with this guy. I don't want to take this guy and watch him eat and <laughs> make sure he takes his vitamins. Like I cannot be around this guy. I was flipping right. out. Of I couldn't course. sleep. I was yeah. shaking and crying all night. And I didn't know why I was having complete um, anxiety attacks, of course. if not panic attacks. Like yeah. I, I, I was like, I can't deal with this because I said, I experienced this as a kid and I'm a yeah. mess. And that then led into me receiving a security check about what I did to be abused abused as a child. Like specifically, sure. what did you do when you were abused as a child? That is your fault, which they when say cause yeah. point. I was like, yeah. I was a little kid. Yeah, I, I didn't. I I was a kid. I didn't do anything. It's not. It's not the kid's fault. I'm in there having to find like how it was my fault that a, a thirty something year old, you know, religious camp counselor came and was and abusive. abusive. Right. Right. No, it makes sense. I mean, this is the technology is to make the victim the the reason for the crime being perpetuated onto them. Right. Right. It's, Victim blaming. Yes, victim blaming, amongst many other things. Um, so, Mike, uh, uh, Rachel, I'm sorry. Is, do you have any uh, documentation of these crimes that you reported or any names of people that you reported it to or any res- anything like that? I didn't get to keep anything because you have to now. They're, they're sw- switching these things so they would have to be written on internal Systems. No, no. I'm talking about to to the LAPD or to the FBI, like to the uh, agency. I reported to the FBI, and and they have you've never heard anything from them. I mean, I've I've heard back from them on, uh, I've heard back from them just in general, but uh, that has not resulted in in anything. This man being being arrested, no, or, or his visa being canceled. Or, or Scientology officials being questioned or, or for them to be arrested for obstructing justice or for not reporting crimes. What, I mean, Mike, aren't they, don't they have to report these crimes? Aren't they supposed to? So I was asked, uh-huh. um, they were, they have this priest penitent confidentiality thing. And that's uh-huh. why they were like, so someone did ask me from law enforcement, they can't get, they can't, they can't, um, they can't use these, these things that are from sessions. They can't pull PC folders and get into them because Scientology is still a tax exempt religion. They, they, they claim that the, these sessions and the reports from them are under priest penitent confidentiality. So I, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, but what I said was, Hey, look, every time it's a security check, you say at the beginning of every single session, I am not auditing you. And you write up reports and send them to all different kinds of people. Also, I am not an ordained minister. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not. Uh, so I never went to any, I never like got a, got ordained or got a dog collar. I wasn't even, mm-hmm. I, I just did the courses. I wasn't even, right. uh, uh, I couldn't even audit in a room alone. Like I wasn't even certi- certified, like stamped. As Mike, a, did as you want to say something counselor. about that? Yeah, understood. I, I was just going to say the issue is, that's what Scientology argues, yeah. that this stuff is all protected and can't be disclosed because it would violate the priest penitent privilege, et cetera, et cetera. What, what the problem is, or the, the loophole or the truth is, is that 
all of this stuff gets reported to all of these different people. This is not, it is not a matter of a person with a priest sitting in a room confessing. This is a person with a Scientology auditor being sat down and confessing. And then that person and seven others having all the information which automatically breaks the priest penitent privilege Correct. claim in the first place. It's right. like yeah. a, a lawyer claiming or uh, someone mm. claiming that they have attorney client privilege, but they're talking to non attorneys about what it is that they are claiming is privilege. Exactly. You can't maintain that privilege if you are disclosing the information outside of that priest penitent activity. Correct. So, all of the reports that were written, all of the people who were aware of this, the ethics office, the MAA, uh, Kirsten Catano, uh, the reports officer, RTC, etc., etc., etc. All of the information that those people have is outside of the priest penitent privilege crap anyway. Right. So the, 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 the issue is how do you get it? How do you get how do you extract that information? And, you know, Leo, we have talked a thousand times about, yes. you know, and I'm sorry, you I was just gotta go, <laughs> you gotta go raid their files and it, get it, the it, But exactly, but 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 what who who's working for Scientology? Who would say that to Rachel? Who I mean, do you just not understand Scientology policies? Do you, you know, because it sounds a little bit like you're doing the work of Scientology when you're saying to somebody, well, that's confidential information. So we can't go and extract that information. It, sound, it, saying, it, it, it sounded like they felt that legally there was a lot of information they cannot obtain and that that the belief is that it's all going to be put under or a lot of it's going to be put under priest penitent confidentiality and they won't legally be able to take it. Or if they can get it and they get their hands on it, it's not admissible in a court of law. Well, see, this is, this is the uh, probably the shorthand thing that they are saying to you to sort of respond to your question. The, the actual answer is far more complicated. The actual answer is that Scientology will, if, if they seek to prosecute Scientology, they will throw up every barrier. They will hire a thousand lawyers. They will hire the former, uh, you know, head of the Department of Justice in Southern California. They will do everything. And is can they get anybody to sign off on taking this on? and devoting the amount of resources that are necessary to devote to that activity as mm -hmm. opposed to devoting it to drug running or sure. you know whatever yeah, all yeah. their other yeah, yeah, things are saying, that yeah. are much bigger political issues sure. that you know sure. so there's a lot it's a very complicated picture when you I understand come to what you're saying. I think you're right, Mike. I think it's like, you know, we could tell these stories all day, all night, right? But if they don't have a victim coming forward, um, and all of these girls probably, you know, some of them are unaware that they were victimized, they wouldn't be taught by their Scientology families or by their own 
so-called church. They're not learning what it means to be molested. It doesn't, they're not learning what is not okay. Right. As we went over mm -hmm. Rachel. Mm -hmm. um, so they likely would don't even, are not even aware or remember or know. So I understand how, right. how difficult this is, you know, and I'm learning more and more. Like you think just talking about it was going to inspire some agency to do something, but it really is about reading the files, Mike. They, they had their only success really in, in, in uncovering what Scientology is doing was when, when the FBI conducted a raid on Scientology files and there they found uh, hundreds of, of illegal activities uh, on behalf of Scientology and Scientologists. And I, and I think you're right, Mike, that's really the only way. And, and, and Rachel, you know, maybe your story will add to another story. Maybe somebody will come forward one day and they have that on file and they go, Oh my God, this is the girl that this is one of the victims of this piece of shit. You know, like now we could finally get them. And now we right. have names of OSA people who knew about it, who were still there. And they, maybe they'll, I can only hope that all of this leads to protecting victims of Scientology and beyond. Yep. So mm -hmm. thank you for your courage and thank you for your, your willingness to come forward and that you saw, like you saw so of many other people and, 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 yet to come, right? It just gives people hope that people like you who say, this is not right. This is not who I am. This is, this, I, this is who I am. This is what I represent and I'm out and I'm right. going to do something about it. So thank you for your courage inside and out. Yeah. Thank you. And, and Rachel, yeah. you're now like we are seeing more and more people who are now coming, speaking out, telling the things that they have to say, yeah. who we hadn't heard from for a long time or yeah. hadn't been um, willing to, to come forward. And I think that, that the, the gates are opening and the flood is, is coming through those gates now of every person who tells of their experience, there is a whole bunch of other people out there who may have similar experiences or, or know about or it will jog them the, and or making go, the victim of one of these stories, right? Exactly. Yes. yes. And, it all and, and the snowball is happening. And yes. uh, I too thank you, Rachel, for being so brave. You you have been brave since day one. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people who come out of Scientology very damaged and they're not, they're not as strong as you were when you first reached out to me. And I know we went through a lot of stuff, you know, about what's going to happen and where am I going to go and how is this all going to work? But you made it work out and you have a great life. Now you have a wife, a new wife who's amazing and you got kids and you've got your career back and you're working and things are going well. But that is a reflection of your strength of character because right from day one, you were like, I, I don't agree with this. This is wrong and something needs to be done about it. And I, I really appreciate your courage and your, your dedication to sticking to this because you, you set an example for a lot of people. Yes. Thank you. And it's, 
it's a long process. And for anybody who's listening, it's okay for it to be a long process, you know, and um, that that's fine. But it, it, I want to impress upon both of you how helpful it is what you do, because I feel like I know you both so well, because I've listened to every podcast episode. And, you know, you can get to that stuff. Like, if you have, if you're, if you're under the radar listening, like, you know, go on Sunday and take your iPad and get on the, the internet at McDonald's and listen to something like there are ways, there are ways yeah. around and there are people listening. So I would say, keep listening. Cause I, I decided like, nobody's going to tell me what I can and can't listen to. That's fascism. What right. I can and can't see that's, that's right. like, that's Nazi stuff. That's not normal, right? Yeah. That's not normal. So if you yeah. got nothing to hide, like just let me let me look at what's out there. So I listened to you all. I watched your your stuff, you know, um, and the the web based stuff is really good. It may be a little risky to carry a physical book around. <laughs> um, oh, you get one of those pictures. Like I think was it was it Yulia? There was a picture of you walking. Out of somewhere, there was like a paparazzi book, book, book yes. blown for good. And I was like, yeah, yeah. oh, she's g- gone. She is <laughs> out the door. I remember yeah. seeing that, um, yeah. you know, so so that might not that they're going to get paparazzi, but someone might. So but this Internet stuff is very important um, yeah. that it's out there. And I want people to see that um, it is it is OK on the outside. Come on out. It's people are really nice. Uh, psychologists are really nice. You know, it, Gay people yeah. are really nice. Like we're not, nobody's yeah. out here going to like hurt you. You know, like, of course there's crazy stuff in life and whatever, but it's not really this big, bad, scary world. And right. people think it is. And the the law enforcement and FBI agents and stuff, they're demonized. Yeah. They're not scary people. Like maybe we would wish there was a little more effectiveness, but they're yeah. not scary people. And I will say almost every staff member, 99% of staff members have been involved with uh, fundraising and that you get qu- quotas to raise money for the ideal organizations and to sell books and all kinds of things. They all were trained on the financial shenanigans that went on. All of them were doing them. So chances are, if you're a staff member or a steward member, you have committed illegal acts. And I would urge you to speak out about it. Don't hide, speak out about it, get in contact, get in contact with, with, uh, Mike well, and get in contact with law yeah. enforcement because you're going to be seen as a victim if you come forward. But when they do come and when this shit does topple and it will, and there have been Scientologists toppling for yeah. uh, financial stuff. Yeah. And, you know, that's how they took down the mob yeah. was financial stuff. Right. So if you, if you've been doing this, you might not even realize you're doing something illegal, but yeah, yeah. you were doing illegal stuff. Right. Um, yeah. I, I saw it. I went to, I wasn't ever into fundraising. I luckily skirted around it. But come forward and, you know, make make a deal and, and, and get out, because if you're guilty of it and you haven't come forward and you're sitting on those those crimes and you're harboring that criminal information, it's not going to be it's not going to be good. Yeah. Right. So I yeah. would encourage people, even though we want the FBI and the law, the 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 police and everybody to be more effective, mm-hmm. um, they're not bad people. And. I would say come forward and tell your story. If you can't tell it publicly, tell it uh, to, to the authorities, to the authorities, because I agree. for yourself, for your family, for your future, if you're not going to do it for everybody else and you feel that it's wrong, do it for yourself. I think that was a, I think that would be a smart move per- personally. 
Perfect. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> now, just one more disclaimer before we go. Rachel, um, when Scientology starts to attack you, we should let everybody know because we'll update the video and say, oh, like you said, there's all of a sudden a report to Child Protective Services about Rachel and her wife. And then all of a sudden her wife's job is getting crazy emails and getting crazy things. You know, it's always seems separated from Scientology because you can't always prove it's a Scientology operation, but you can. So, uh, and this is what happens when people speak out, but you have to be prepared and, you know, you weather the storm. And um, so, Rachel, keep us updated about what Scientology, hopefully with this disclaimer, you know, you will be <laughs> free from any attacks, but likely not because Scientology can't help itself because of the policies that are in place. Mike? I 100% agree. Okay. Let us know. Thank yes. you so much, Rachel. You, Rachel. It was a real pleasure. Thank you so much. So much love to you. And we're going to do another episode. We want to hear everything. <laughs> and we want to hear it all. You continue <laughs> to shine. You continue to shine, my my darling. And all my love to your wife, to your family. Protection. We're all going to pray that you, you guys are protected as the beautiful family unit that you are. Thank and you. we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, honey. <laughs>